When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Causeway Street Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. Joel Pavone. Mr. Sean Ducha. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You're listening to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Hi, this is Tyler Zeller from the Boston Celtics. And y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For all you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? So yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> The most romantic. leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of the zodiac. Oh, you couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh, sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it, you're listening to the Causeway Street podcast. Come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Enjoy the show, man. It's always good. Team ambassador, Boston Celtics, Leon Poe, baby, holla. It's your boy Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway. Joel and Sean. Another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. Took a little hiatus, a little bit, a few days. A couple of days. But we're back at it. Week and a half. Got Bill Walton bringing us in now. We're big leagues. We're big leagues now. Walton. Shout out to my boy Stu. Bill Walton bringing us in. You got uh, the Celtics. You you called this dude, I can't believe you said, you said this what two weeks ago, and I laughed at you that the Celtics would have a chance to to, to take take over the Cavs and take the one seed. But here we are, one. Game behind the Cleveland Cavaliers after the Cavs dropped a uh, a big one in Denver. The Celtics know all about that. I guess well, something something something's going on in Denver. I mean, they just beat teams over there. They beat top notch Eastern Conference teams like they did against the Celtics, and they did it again against the Cavs. I try to tell you, I try to tell you that one season's achievable, man. And all of a sudden, the Celtics are only one game back. We got a uh, what two weeks until we see these two teams go at it on the parquet at TD Garden. For the third and final meeting of the regular season. Just like it'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals in Game 7 on the parquet. All right. Now you're, now you're just getting, you're right. getting ahead of yourself. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. This is the College of Podcast, of course. I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. Sean Ducha. Jerome Pavone, our fourth guest, is in the building tonight. Is he even Welcome, Zach anymore? Pelican. Our fourth host, I guess, I should say. Yeah, yes. just throw him in, man. Yeah, he's our honorary fourth host. Oh, uh, thanks, guys. Oh, we he's, got friends. <laughs> he's the only one that gets, to gets that, that gets that honor, right? 
Bring my own uh, mic and everything. So we got this. I gotta give a big shout out to my boy Stu with a meet and greet with Bill Walton. Yes, yes. That's, that's uh, how. Just, that's dude, how we got that. Dude job. just goes out to California. He goes, "Hey, just promoting for us." He's like, "Hey, I'm going to a conference that Bill Walton's speaking at." He's like, "You want me to get a drop for Causeway?" I was like, "Yeah, man, sure." Thinking he's fucking around. Not yeah. Thinking that there's text, no chance he would even get it. I get a text the days in. He's like, "What do you want to say? Causeway Street podcast or Causeway Street blog?" I was like, "Uh." Podcast, he's like, sends me now or later, dude. All over it. Shout out to Stu. Stu, hooking it up. Stepping up. That's Causeway, for Causeway. That's Causeway Street going worldwide right there, though. So now Bill Walton knows what's up. He's probably tuning in right now. He probably couldn't <laughs> wait to hear himself <laughs> but do you, that drop. I knew Bill Walton was just going to be like something something over the top, man. Just couldn't. Well, we we tried to predict it, right? I was like, I guarantee you at the end he's going to be like, uh, he's going to be like, and the Boston Celtics are awesome. You know, I, something like Bill Watson. I like, he would have been talking about rhinos in the safari on like uh, no, I, on a wave I, of I, pure <laughs> happiness or something. Like, he actually kept it pretty tame for no, me. I, I knew he would throw in something that had to do with how much he loves the Celtics. Like, okay. Is, All right, Walton. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, you had a pretty good NBA career before you came here, but whatever. <laughs> hey, he was six man of the year, Sean. <laughs> All right, he had a big role in that team. Okay, don't don't get it twisted. Did he win the MVP in Portland or some shit? Yeah, he yep. did. He did. But hey, it looked like he was washed up before he came to Boston. That's and all true. of a sudden, he becomes a six man just for that one season, I guess, because it was all downhill from there. But anyways, <laughs> that's beside the point. That's beside the point. Anyways, back to the Celtics. So now the Celtics, all of a sudden, they're only behind by one game. You got the Phoenix Suns. They got the Miami Heat. Don't sleep on the Heat, by the way. Heat, they, they I'm didn't sleeping roll on the fucking heat. You sleeping on the heat? I'm saying don't sleep on the heat because if the I'm Celtics sick of that. If the Celtics drop one against the Heat, and then they have other teams to, to play throughout the week, I don't know, man. If I had to pick one game that they're going to lose that week, it's going to be the Miami Heat. But we'll see. What, we'll see what happens. No, um, okay. I'm just going to say one thing right off the bat. It's midweek. Everyone's a little bit cranky with their job. Whatever. It's late week now. Late week. Whatever. People are getting ready for the weekend. Why is anyone scared of the Miami Heat in the fucking seven game series? I'm not. I'm not. I'm just afraid for that game, that one game on Sunday. Because they're not, they, they're, they're not in a playoff spot, are they? No, well, they're fighting for one. They are. They're so in a means, spot. Well, no, but they're fighting to, to hold on to it, though. But here's my question, though: If the Celtics do get the number one seed, which team are you afraid of? Because no, 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 none of them. I'm afraid of the Raptors. But no one, no mm. one that's battling for that eighth spot. You're not afraid of any of those. Are we, are we talking about the first round? First or, round. First round. I'm talking about uh, Miami Heat, okay. Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Let's level set it then. Let's level set it. Okay. The Celtics are only one game back of the Cavs. How important is that number one seed? Not only for that first round, because I, 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 we don't know who's going to be in the A spot, right? They're all battling That's down That's my there. point. We yeah. don't know if if we would rather see the Celtics get the but, two seed, it could be, it could but, depending it could, who's going to be waiting for the, the Bucs. That's, the Bucks that's what I mean. Know. That's what I mean, though. What is, what is more important? Is the home court advantage more important for you and for the Celtics to, to – to make a deep run, or is it okay if the Wizards get the two? If the Wizards get the three, then we want the one, and we want the. Uh, no, I what, think, what is what is what are you what are you thinking? I think the the only advantage of having the one seed. I don't think I don't think you really worry about the eighth seed, even though it could be potentially four teams that the Celtics could face. Right? Could be the Bulls, could be the Pistons, could be the Bucks, no, could no, be the Pacers. Not, just don't. Not the Bulls. No, no the I'm Bulls just, I'm just saying though. <laughs> the Bulls are all time. I mean, they're only, they're only one I, or two I, games out. I'm just hey, saying. Hey, Rondo's I, coming I, back soon. I wish the Celtics had a chance to get the Bulls because out of all those teams you just mentioned, that's easy, easily the uh, weakest opponent of the Celtics. Could okay, face in the so first round. first round aside, I think the only 
thing that the Celtics should be worried about if they want to go for that one seed because you know they'll 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 tell you they're they're just they're just battling, right? They're just they just want to. Well, not Isaiah Thomas, but yeah, Isaiah Thomas. He's honest. He's like, no, I, I look at the standings every day. No, I understand I'm, I'm that, but, that I'm, I'm, but I think they want to improve, obviously, from last year's total win total, right? But the the way I look at it, the only advantage the Celtics would have of getting the one, number one seed if they make it to the conference finals, if they have that home court advantage in the conference finals, that's it. Here's what I'm thinking, though. Forget the first round. Forget the second round. It's that that series. I don't even think because let's be honest. Even if the Celtics have the home court advantage. In Eastern Conference Finals against the the Cavs. I mean, that's where we want them to get to is the Eastern Conference Finals. That'll be successful. It's a long ways away, right? Yeah. That that's what I mean. Though, I'll like you, that. I'll, okay, go ahead. If you look at it from the Cleveland perspective, though, and I know it sounds a little far fetched, but I've been saying this on Twitter the last couple of days and Facebook. Are we starting to think that maybe Cleveland doesn't want the number one overall seed? I don't, they, think, they, I don't think they care. Well. Think no, about I think they care because I think I they want to avoid Toronto. No, they don't, exactly. They don't, care. they don't care because they're the being coached the, by Ty Lue. The the only, only, this is that can be Doc Rivers' influence, Ty Lue. The only thing it's that I'm worried about, healthy. the only thing that I'm worried about in the NBA playoffs, other than obviously the elephant in the room, which is LeBron James and the Cavs, is DeMar DeRozan. I that That is the only other player and team in the NBA Eastern Conference that I do not want to see. I think I would take the Celtics against any other team in the second round. If it's the Raptors, I I can't confidently say Agreed. that uh, that we can that the Celtics can beat the Raptors. But, I I legitimately think that they have no answer for DeRozan. Even as good as a defender Crowder is, he has shown he cannot stop DeRozan. Before before um, Monday's win against the Wizards. I felt the same thing. I felt the same way about the Wizards. See, I never. But I don't know I why. Just that, that one way. game. I never felt that. I way. just felt like okay. I'm well, confident. I feel confident that they, they, they will. They could beat Washington in a seven game series. Washington's yeah. two players though. That's what I mean, that. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. You, but you lock up two per- perimeter players, which is what right. Boston's defense is predicated on. That they stop the perimeter. Yeah. Then who are they going to? Yeah. But the, Gortat, the, he's going to take over a series. Exactly but the first three games, they didn't. They were having a hard time with those. Two they players. were. They're, right. they're great but, players. But now but, I feel like defensively, they're just. They look like a different team now. Yeah. I mean, Avery Bradley got to do that on the court. Right. Well, of course, Avery Bradley helps, but you see guys like Jay Crowder, Kelly Olynyk. That was the biggest knock on Kelly, right? He doesn't play defense. Kelly is getting out there. He's defending the. Yeah, this, now. This, he's getting he's getting his ass back into the paint. He's battling down low. He's grabbing 11, 10 rebounds a night this past week. I mean, this is a Kelly Olenek we haven't seen ever, ever, ever right? Ever. I mean, now all of a sudden like that said, depth. We, that we all said ever at the same, at the same time. time, right? <laughs> now, now all of a sudden that depth that we've been talking about back in October now is starting to blossom into the the type of team that we thought we were going to see all year all year long. And and now we have to think about those injuries and how much that we sort of overlooked how it was going to impact how this team is going to perform when they don't have their guys, when they're not at full strength, but now they are. One thing that I noticed, the the Celtics were playing the Pacers. They had Kelly Olenek and Tyler Zeller on the floor. Tyler Zeller came in first. same time. <laughs> and Gorman just said something like, Olenek and Zeller are on the floor. And I wanted to be like, it's too much white for you, Mike, huh? <laughs> like, too many white players on the floor? <laughs> But what he was trying to say was, why are they playing big? They're playing big. Like they got Crowder, they got they got Smart, and they got Thomas, and then have Zeller and Olenek, both fives, both on the floor at the same time. But they were actually like, I I think that that's what I'm trying to get to is that I think they Brad Stevens has trust in these guys now, 
and they're performing. And if they can play at the top of their level, that gives this team so much, so much, so much of a diverse bench that they can just go, okay, we want to do, we want to do big ball now. Like yeah, our I mean, thing is small ball, but hey, you know what? Horford, Zeller, and Olenek go in the game at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest difference, though, when you're talking about especially the the second unit and what Kelly Olenek's bringing to the table now, is that he's now starting to consistently put the ball on the floor. Remember the old Kelly Olenek? Just it was like catch and shoot, three points. No, three or one dribble shoot, yeah. or pass it and off. If it wasn't on, and if, exactly, it was if he missed two or three shots, <laughs> you know what? he's yeah. hanging his head. Yeah. He's not making stops. He's All making, of a sudden, he's committing he's stupid fouls. Yeah. He's committing stupid fouls. He's late on switches. Now you see a different Kelly Olenek. He's putting the ball on the floor, and if he's not finishing, he's finding someone down low. Shit, Wednesday night, he I was mean, like, he was a playmaker. I mean, when I mean, the hell have we seen Kelly Olenek make I, a let's, play? Let's, let's not let's not get it twisted and be like, you know, he's like the defensive, you know, juggernaut all of a sudden. No, I'm not trying not. to say I know, that. I know, I know. I'm but just saying. I'm just saying he, he's starting, I think to, he's starting use to realize to make himself I think, useful. I think Rebounding. he's starting to realize that he needs to make a contract next year because he ain't getting signed. He ain't getting re-signed. Oh, that age is in his ear, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, I mean, Kelly, he's like, if you Kelly, want to, uh, if you want, if you want a legit deal, you need this to. This is your this time. This is this is it, exactly. <laughs> you need to ball up, go into the playoffs, doing the same exact thing, and earn yourself a new contract. That's he's a like, good point. Remember when you were like, remember when like. You were like, good, Kelly Olenek, just be that right now. He's like, all right, cool. Uh, no, but <laughs> but we also can't get too high on Kelly Olenek because he's done his bet in the past. He's shown us flashes exactly. of five, ten games where it seems Streak like he's, he's figured it out. Well, Brad Stevens, I think, notices that, especially the last, I want to say the last month. Some games he's played like 20 minutes plus. Other games he's played like less than 10 minutes. He knows. He's like, all right, this is the, the most I'm going to get out of him tonight. Let's go with the next man up. So... And part of it has to do with Stevens and his rotations. Shit, you got you know Gerald Green back from injury. Mm. Anytime you have you, you, anytime he inserts Gerald Green, he gives you he's giving you something. Terry Rozier now he's got that thing where like when he goes to the hoop, he's like, am I gonna dunk it? Am I gonna lay it in? Mm. So I think he's got that. He always lays it in. He, no, he always misses it. <laughs> he always misses layups. <laughs> Because he's that Tony Allen syndrome. Yeah. Man. So now I think I think he'll get there, but then he misses layups. And now I think he's like, you know what? I'm gonna shoot it now too. Add that to my repertoire. And it's it's working out for him so far in the last couple of weeks. See if we can he, if he can keep that up, then you don't have to worry so much about just the, relying on Marcus Smart coming off the bench, right? Because that's very important. Because yeah, because you need because those guys. Smart as as well as he's been playing lately, like you just can't rely just offense coming from him because mm-hmm. he's got to worry about defense. He's got to worry about setting up you know other players. And plus, that's just not who he is. That's just right? exactly. He's exactly. not going to be exactly. a, a 15-point score. It's just not what he does. Um, another person I wanted to bring up is Jay Crowder. Uh, one of the things that we always said about Crowder lately, especially in this season, that I he's sort of been, he's, he's been settling for three-pointers. But now, all of a sudden, he's, he's another one who's putting the ball on the floor. He's, he's another one making too. plays, rebounding. Um, that Brooklyn game. He was a game high. Uh, that Brooklyn game, yeah, he was huge. He was it one was of the, the biggest was, offensive weapons. I think weapons. he had 12 rebounds that game. We'll talk a little bit about that later, by the way. We hey. have a season high, a couple stories from that trip. But um, Do you remember the story, Swag? But Jay Crowder did. <laughs> they actually replayed the game the next day, so I, I caught up. But Jay Crowder, um, he was he was easily the most important player in that game, you know, For real. Which is why I thought the biggest reason why Isaiah was gonna, was was resting because I thought Brad Stevens wanted to get these guys more motivated, and in a way he did. But that loss against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, there was just no excuse for that. Whether Isaiah plays or not, you you have to close that out. And it's uh-huh. disappointing because that was like Al Horford's. Best game that we've seen. Oh, best quarter, I should say. That third quarter that he put together where he dropped like 14 points and he was just on a tear. How did he do that in the was fourth? Great. He, didn't, he didn't do so well. But, you see, but, but no, they weren't, one else. But no, they weren't really looking for him. But they weren't really looking for him. Horford was blocking shots and you know, he can't in that situation, right? To score 30 plus 
and block shots. No, just, just 30. Blocks. I'd be cool with 30. <laughs> he was only three points away. All right, well, let's switch our focus to Al Horford then. Zach, I bring you in. Uh, I don't remember. Did you Do you have a critical eye for Horford or no? Were you disappointed with his season or no? I forget. I feel like you were. I feel like you was, at some points you were kind of questioning yeah, him and his I, toughness. And uh, What do you think now? Because this past week has easily been one of his most impressive stretches. Yes, yes. Of, uh, no, he looks a lot better. And he's right. gonna, probably going to be the key to whatever they do in the playoffs, to be totally honest. I mean, you look at this team. You know what you're going to get from Crowder. You know what you're going to get from Thomas. You pretty much know what you're going to get from Bradley going into the playoffs. But Horford's going to be the big X factor. They've never had a big, with this group anyway, that's been uh, that's been this good. So... I'm excited. I mean, you're going into that that last stretch. He's playing his best ball. I think they've done a great job. Uh, Brad Stevens has done a great job of keeping him fresh. He's one of those guys that I think as soon as you get in the playoffs, I mean, he's got to have to turn it on. And mm. you know, we let's be honest. Al Horford's career hasn't been that impressive when he gets to the playoff. Uh, yeah, you know, the dance. So I mean, he's got a lot to prove, especially with even last contract. year. Even when exactly. Atlanta, Atlanta was able to get to the second round. He, he was, the the he last the last time he was a beast in the playoffs was uh, yeah, he had a horrible. Season. What was that? Yeah, 2010 right. when the Hawks played the uh, Celtics in the first round. 2012. 12. No, 2000. Well, oh they did in the first yeah, round. Oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. That's that what I'm talking about. When him and Josh Smith were just fucking killing it. Yeah, and that's the last time I remember him being anything in the playoffs. So. He's got a lot to prove, and I, I mean, obviously, the contract is something that some people look at. So other people have totally glossed over the fact that he's a, a max contract, but he's going to earn his money in, in this playoff run, and that's why I think they brought him here is because he is a veteran, uh, veteran presence who has the experience of playing in the playoffs, has experience of playing deep into series. Um, so he's a guy that's obviously going to be a, a linchpin to what they try to do. In terms of what he's done this season, I mean, the numbers aren't that good. I haven't. I my biggest thing with him has been rebounding. And I know everyone throws my face, well, uh, Brad Stevens' system, he wants the guards to rebound. Well, that's never worked in the history of basketball. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work that way. You have to have bigs who can rebound. And he's one of those He's guys the most important he's one. He's big enough. Yeah. He's athletic enough. He takes up enough space. He needs to be a guy who's pulling down eight to ten boards a night. And he hasn't been doing that for most of the year. But it's nice to see him get on the get on that horse and uh, be ready to go for the playoffs. I think, it's, I, think it's I, I think it is nice to see his turnaround of late, at Exactly. Least. At this point right? in the season. Like, right now, you, you're seeing, even though he – Basically decided to shut it down for the fourth quarter against the 76s, where he should have had his best game of the year. Yeah. Where that was his team. How do you not? How do you take three shots in the third in the fourth quarter and you scored 27 up to that point? No, don't don't try to defend him, Joel. Yo, seriously, everybody sucked in the fourth quarter. Yeah, just I him. get it, but guess what? He just he just stopped trying. They stopped giving him. They stopped looking for him. They were just popping threes. Well, that's that's a problem with Brad Stevens. You don't think yeah. so? That's that, that's think, on Brad. He, but that's you don't think Al exactly. can go to the bench and say, "That's on you, Brad. I'm almost at 30 points. Just give me the ball." That's not his. That's not his personality. How much did they lose by? That's not three his points. Not uh, by three points. Oh yeah. Oh, Ho- Horford's never been an elite scorer on any team. One hundred five to ninety nine that game. That's right. not three points. Uh, still would have made a one possession game if he got the thirty. Um, <laughs> Avery Bradley was airballing three pointers all night. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm I love not, Avery Bradley. But but I am I am even even with Indiana's game and even in Washington's game. I mean, you're seeing Al as a presence on the floor now. Yep. Which is huge. He's, he's not just like number forty two out there. You're like, oh, there's. There's Al, and like he's actually making <laughs> big, a difference. Big freaking Al just running yeah, around. Yeah, you know out there. he's making he's making his presence known. Come on, what, he, he always stuffs the stat sheets though. No, he? no, he not had, this year. No, not no. This year. What do you mean no? He's he, always like three he, or, or four rebounds many, or assists away from a triple double. No, almost he's usually, like he's every other night, seven oh, assists away from a triple double every night. <laughs> if he's and, four and, rebounds and, away from and a triple double, get out of here. How is he? Hold on. He's like hold their, hold he's arguably their best passer after Isaiah Thomas. Look, we just like five assists a night. We understand. 
arguably, he, he's, he's, he's the second not best passer. averaging ten rebounds like he should. Okay, right. he still leads the team in rebounds at seven. Barely. Is he at okay. seven now? He's at seven. He's at seven. Avery Bradley will okay. have another time. He's at seven. He's also at fourteen points. He's at fourteen <laughs> points. Ooh. He's at six <laughs> between six to seven assists a game. Second, no. Yes, he is. Look at yeah, it. I checked the average. Well, he, he might see, have four. Well, the blue yeah, guy, I would man. say if he's at five, I'd be like, I don't believe it, but I believe you. Come on, he's the, he's the, he's <laughs> the seven, blue. dude. Right, Rondo you, ain't even averaging seven. Would you, would you guys forget? Have seven would you guys forget is that he's the glue guy? He's the guy that gets open shots for Isaiah Thomas. For Avery Bradley, his presence yeah. alone does oh, that, and that, I, that's the biggest re- one of the biggest reasons why they made this signing. I agree. Every time you notice Al Horford on the floor, the Celtics are playing good basketball it's yes. because they're they're running that pick and roll. The number one reason why I was guy. excited when when Al came to the team is because he is a great pick and roll big man. He can either. Roll to the basket or take that and just dish. He he knows how to run the pick and roll. Like I think better than probably ninety five percent of big men in the NBA. And he's a constant like, threat. And and, and now he's developed a three point shot. So like I think that he's got the skills. He's got the mindset. But who I does mean, he who does he run the pick and roll with the most? Isaiah. So when Isaiah wasn't in the game on on Sunday, who was he going to run the pick and roll with? Marcus Smart. And Marcus Smart Terry. is great at running pick and rolls. No, he's he not. should be. So, NBA, Thank you. You're right. He NBA should be. point guard. He if you can't be. do it, then he shouldn't be in the he league. He should be. But but I mean, so so why did Al have like his best game of the year when I say it wasn't in? That doesn't make much sense. I'm just saying. But that's what I'm saying though. The main reason why they lost that game is because no one knows how to like be like. Okay, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be focal point of the offense tonight when off when no, Isaiah's the not in the game. The main reason why they lost that game is because they thought they would just fucking shit all over the 76ers. So then why didn't why didn't they shit all over the Brooklyn Nets? So they didn't. No, that. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. That brings me to my next point. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas is the MVP of the league. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Isaiah Thomas made it made himself known to all of Boston during that two game stretch to say, "Hey, fine. You guys want to say I'm five foot nine? You guys want to say uh, all I do is score? Fine. Look at this team's makeup. If you subtract me, the team but, sucks. But, but does that say more for him or less for the team? Though? More yeah. for That's him." That's th- uh, I think it's. Well, I, think it's just, I think it's fifty-fifty. No, I but, think it's. Well, it's I think. I think it's more for him because if you think about it, if this was the squad, how, if this was a squad mm-mm. without Isaiah Thomas, how many? They other, still got those Brooklyn picks coming through to try to find that superstar. But right now, ahead, Isaiah man. Thomas is the man. How many other point guards in the league right now can you put in Isaiah Thomas's shoes and get the exact same production out of him, if not better? Um, Two, nine, ten, Three. maybe. No, um, maybe two or three. What? Two or three. Russell Westbrook, okay. Kyrie Irving, all right. Dame Lillard. Uh, no. Oh, Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard and Isaiah Thomas. You get the exact same production in the Boston. And Dame Lillard is on the team that has nothing. Yep. And that's why he puts up those numbers. If you put him on a, on a squad that's sort of built like Boston. I think you're that's predicated exact, off of the point guard having the, the ball exact, in his hands, going to the basket all the time. Yeah, exact, he'd be pretty good. The exact same thing as Isaiah Thomas. Okay, so he's the exact same thing. That's what I'm saying. Like you, there's ten or maybe not ten, but there's at least eight other point guards in the league that can do exactly what he's doing. That's a high I have number, a man. That's a high number. You only mentioned three. Steph Curry. Uh, did you, you say? Did you say Curry? Yeah, yeah, Curry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Chris Paul. It's four. Chris. Uh, no, I don't know. Paul's. I don't know if he's the scorer that a few years ago. Yeah. 
No, I'm Paul on this team would be useless. Paul on this team would be useless. He'd be passing the ball to Al at the end of the games, and Al would be missing. <laughs> He'd be like, Al, finish that. <laughs> Al would be like, I'm not Blake Griffin. I'm either. 40 years old, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a shot of him being Dominican again? Why are you going to take it there, Yes, yes it <laughs> is. James Harden since he's a point guard now. I don't know, man. But all I know is that Isaiah Thomas proved to every, every at least in Boston. But that's, there, that's not of, all a good thing. No, but there's I, a lot I, of Boston haters that go, that, that say, you know, this team, is, we should trade Isaiah. Or we should do. We should. There's one right here. Well, there, yeah, there he is. But. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> but you watch those two Just games the against guy. the Nets. One and against the Sixers, all I'm saying is, if you want to trade Isaiah, you better have a fucking amazing backup plan. Because if you take him off this team, this team is now a 35-win team no. without Isaiah. That's almost 20 wins. No. That's not. That's, look. Trust me. Look, look. Wait. You don't. Both you of those, games, no, listen, listen. Both of those games over the weekend, right, were predicated on the fact that what you said. Oh, then we're just, just going to walk in here. We're just going to run all over this team. We don't have to worry about Isaiah. Let Isaiah rest or whatever. And then when it came down, when they were in the fourth quarter battling, shit, we weren't, we weren't, this, this game wasn't supposed to be this close. Now what do we do? Oh, Isaiah. Oh, wait, that's right. Isaiah's not here. Who's running plays? All right, so they're going to get. Who's running plays? Who's going to pop those Who's gonna pop those threes out of the timeout if it's not Isaiah? That's not a good thing. You're talking about like no, it's I a know. good it's, thing. It, <laughs> it's bad. It's, it says that the team is not made up they're correctly. They're relying on him. They're just relying on him. That's bad. They're not going to get far. Isaiah, it's, okay. it's, it's, less Isaiah, it's a less than Isaiah Thomas, more about the Celtics team. These are two different points. All I'm trying to say is, is that there was a lot of haters on Isaiah saying he's we can we can do it without him. We don't need him. Like we can trade him. No, there's a difference. You need him. There's a difference because this team is still looking for that superstar. Okay, but there's a difference if you know he's gone from the team. That okay, someone else is going to be the leader. Then him. Then something. Then, then the team say, oh, he's coming back. Fine, so that's fine. I, you know I, what I mean? I'll give you this. I'll give you this. If this was a rebuilding team still, and you didn't get Isaiah, which ended up being one of the best trades in NBA history, right? You get an all star for nothing. You could you could legitimately look at the draft picks and say, okay, we have all of these draft picks, but we still need that stud. Yeah, but you you're, you're talking like they knew he was going to be a stud. No one knew he was going to be a stud. Don't say that. I know he wasn't I'm, an all star when I'm he got traded. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying right now. Okay, right, right now, now you have a stud. Right now, Ainge is even. You said can't it. let that stud go. This this is what all I'm saying is that you can't underestimate. Isaiah Thomas's importance to the Boston Celtics. Okay, so then why is everyone talking about this draft as if like they're gonna the next best point guard ever is gonna come out this draft? So what are you gonna do with Isaiah if you do no. draft the point guard? What are you gonna do with Isaiah? No, you're going to keep Isaiah and play Fultz, Ball, whoever next to him. Like I don't care who they draft if they draft a Fultz and he comes in and starts averaging 25 points a game, then fine. You know what? You can make the decision then to lose Isaiah Thomas. Right, but to make the decision before that, before it just that wouldn't make re- any sense. Th- thank yeah. you. You're not right. going to have the option, though. You can't you trade him halfway through you. next year and get anything for him. Yes, Nobody's going to trade him. Are you kidding? Yes, you can. Half a year of Isaiah yeah, Thomas. Yeah, if you get a half a year of Isaiah Thomas. If you get a half a year of Isaiah Thomas and the possibility to resign him for big money, after he brought a team to the Eastern Conference playoffs, they're not going to let that happen. The Celtics won't let that happen. How many times have you said that, oh, they need to resign him this summer? Why do that? If if you're talking about that this potential another point guard can average 25 points or more, the same amount that Isaiah is averaging right now, and you're like, oh, sign him, and then we can trade him next year. 
Who's gonna want? I think who's gonna want Isaiah Thomas at max at a max yeah, contract? Thirty million You'd be a year. Surprised. Yeah, but that's at not, a max contract. You'd be surprised. Re- realistically, though, that's not going to happen. No, okay, but then by name the, the last rookie that came in here and averaged twenty five points. Okay, that's fine. In so here, and I'm talking about the NBA. I'm that's fine. Saying, no, so so we're in the NBA. So then keep your keep your options open. Don't, don't resign him this summer. That's what we've been saying. No, but I think you do resign him this summer because if you resign him this summer. You're able to keep him locked up. Isaiah Thomas isn't like 30 years old. I think he's what? He'll be 20, 28 next year, I think. For Max deal, 28 is young. Look at Al. But you Al signed his deal at 30. But you don't have he's, to he, give it to he, him, though. That's, he'll, that's he'll be, 28 isn't a bad age, but at 5'9", the beating that he's going to take, his ability to you know be able to bounce back – his window of being what he is right now is much smaller than a guy, say Russell Westbrook, at you know six four or whatever, a little bit that. more built. Right. So you think right. you think he's going to be? You think he's going to be a thirty point per yeah, game guy? Be a 30, three next years year, not even just next year, just next year alone. You think yeah, he's going to yeah. put up the numbers he's putting up this year, and next year? Yeah, you're insane. He's not. Why not? He's not. This is the best year that he's, he's ever going to have. Exactly. His yeah. You've said it too. You said yeah, this is the but best year he's going to have. I'm talking about 27, 20. I mean, what's the really two point drop off? If he's scoring 27, 28 points per game, the Celtics are going to be a four seed and they're going to start moving the opposite direction. No, they got to start. Getting, they, they have to get someone to join him. That's the whole so point. So, how the hell is he going to score 30 points a game if he gets someone to join him? He There's will, only so many shots no, no, you can get no, in an no, offense. No, 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 no. He will not score 30 points a game. Because I truly believe that they're going to sign a free agent next year right, that will actually probably score some points, right? Exactly. So if they do that and then they so get the rookie. he won't have the same production. That's what he's getting at. But it's okay because he is a valuable player on a okay. championship so squad. So then if you draft it's another like, point guard. It's like on, Paul Pierce going from 26 if points to another point guard. If you draft another point guard, you're talking about, oh, you know, trade Isaiah. So if he's not – Averaging or playing the way he's playing this year, next year, and beyond, who's going to want him? A lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, though. That's think a that's a big risk. That's a no, big gamble. And, no. the, and the Celtics have been doing a lot of that, and this hasn't been paying off. But think about it. If you are the no other team is in the same spot the Boston Celtics are in. Yeah, because of their assets, okay. right? So no other roster. team could say, "Hey, Isaiah, um, you've averaged thirty points last year. We're just going to let you sit." And wait until free agency. When you're a free agent, you can go anywhere. We're just going to let you sit until your deal's up. Because we got Fultz coming in. And we can sign a free agent. We can do this. We can do that. We have so many options right now. There are other teams out there that are just trying to get that guy on their team. They want a guy that can score 30 a night. They want a proven guy in the playoffs. There is going to be such a huge market for Isaiah. Not that I want you to trade him. But it's easier to trade him at the contract he's at right now no, than re-signing him at a max I money. Don't, I don't believe so because if you think about it, nobody wants to deal with Isaiah Thomas. So you, I mean, with uh, Danny H. So you're gonna do, so Danny H. Gonna be like, okay, guys, I'm shopping around a thirty million dollar a year player. Come get him. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's I not. I don't easy even know how we're getting into this. Isaiah Thomas isn't getting traded. I think Isaiah Thomas is going to be here for at least five years. Mm. Five years in total, or five years from this year. I don't care. Well, in total, because it only means two more years. So. Mm. What? Because he's, he's already been here three years. This is his third season. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five years from right now. Okay, all right. All right. I got you. Not five years total <laughs> from when he got traded. So that'd be, I thought that'd you be. were like, from today or from when they signed nah, free agents? Nah, nah, I was like, it's only two nah. months out. Um, yeah, but years, Isaiah right. Thomas is the most valuable player on the team. And you Absolutely. know what? Even if you bring Gordon Haywood in, guess what? You lose Isaiah Thomas, you gain Gordon Haywood, you're you're in a worse spot. 
Okay. I would agree with that. So that I think realistically, so that's, why, that's why free agency this year, it's not a great class of free agents. But would you well, pass on Gordon Hayward if you if you would you be upset or disappointed that someone went and signed Gordon Hayward? But if you sign Gordon Hayward and you get rid of Isaiah, like he just said, you're going the opposite direction. No, you're not doing that. Damn man, that's so, what I'm trying to fucking that's, say. Okay, that's what he's okay, saying. but I'm saying, but you're you're saying you're, you got money, listen, you got listen. money allocated. You no, can no. only sign this many okay. big name players. I get you. I get what you're saying. So then, if you're gonna give him thirty million this off season, and then give I don't know how much you think Gordon Hayward's worth. I'm just curious. Fine, thirty million. Okay. If you keep Isaiah, so, you're, you're, and so you that's keep... sixty million dollars. And Al's thirty. That's, that's ninety million dollars on a projected cap. It's gonna be a hundred. It's, exactly. it's gonna be on hundred and two million. Salary cap's going up, guys. Okay. Hundred and two. No, no. All I'm saying is though, is that all? And you have teams... to resign Bradley. And you have to resign Marcus Smart. No, no. no. You sign Hayward. You got to flip Bradley. You got to flip Bradley. Yeah. Well, you got to so flip Bradley we're... regardless. Let's be honest. You're not signing Avery Bradley back because then he's gonna he's he's so nearly a max deal in, in, in so, itself. So then you got him worse defensively. So Marcus Smart still has two years on his rookie deal. No, no, no. he'll be done. They're up at the year. same time. This is what we're talking all about. Three, all three, Marcus Smart is not nearly going to command the same type of money that Avery Bradley's going. I've been thinking about this man. They, is, is, that's why they don't have to make the decision to sign to re-sign Smart this offseason. Here's my question. Here's my question. Mean, to Thomas, everybody right? Thomas, sorry. Hating on the fact that, I mean, my big thing is that I don't, I think Horford fucked us up. Yes. A lot. So Isaiah Thomas was his biggest weakness. Defense. Defense. Avery Bradley was his biggest strength. Defense. Defense. So that's why that backcourt works so well, which I get. But like, there's not a way, which sucks. You got to choose offense or defense because you have to choose because Al Horford's here. And I'm sorry, traded Danny as well as he can trade. You're not going to move that contract unless unless you need smart to fill in that role. Simple as that. No, but smart has to fill in that role, and smart's not going to command that type of money. Smart's not even going to command. But Evan like, Turner money next season. I don't but, think so. Or two years, uh, whenever man, he's up. I don't know. If, I if think he, he will. Million a year. Guys, do the math. Like the cap is 102. You have three players at 30 million if you get Isaiah and a Gordon Hayward or someone of, of the ilk. So you're at 90 plus million Hollywood. plus 15 million on top of that. You're going to reach You're gonna reach the luxury they, tax in 10 minutes. Yeah, like but the Jay's at what? Six? Six. Jay will be there. Jay's fine. Jay's plus fine. your rookie contract with, with Jalen Brown's making four. You're going to have another four coming on top of that with a number one but overall like pick. Only- you're. You know, so then we're talking, we're talking about, about Yabaselli talking about making this, million making this oh, next year too. Yabaselli's coming in next year. We cut to Repco. Yabaselli's going to be the real deal. Jordan Mickey. <laughs> then you're building. You're building from within. That's what it is. And then you don't go out and now. get that Hayward. You don't go out and get that big free agent. And you build with from within. I mean, if you're going to sign money wise, you're limiting yourself to trying to Let do something something special. Does the draft happen before free agency opens up? Yes. No. The draft does, yes. It happens in June, July 1st is the start of free agency. Who doesn't fucking know that? See what you get for the fucking draft thing. I think that's what we've been trying to tell you. (laughs) No, but I'm saying saying you're going to sign Isaiah no matter what. But the draft happens first. No, no, no. no. Sign Isaiah. Who's your free agent, which you can sign at any time to an extension at first. Two years. First. You're you're keeping Isaiah. You're going to have Isaiah and Al. Mm -hmm. Then... Your third piece is either going to be, we get the number one over our pick, we get Markel Fultz, great. Yeah, Bradley, yeah, you're assuming no, you get the no, number one pick, though. No, I'm not assuming. I'm saying if okay. we get the number one pick, right. then guess what? Avery Bradley, we're re-signing you to a three-year deal at $20 million a year, whatever. That's our squad. And then we got Markel Fultz coming off the bench. To build into something that we could trade any uh, an Avery Bradley contract at three years, that's a tradable that's a tradable contract. At twenty million, yeah, absolutely. At twenty mil, right? 
if you get the four pick, sorry, Avery, you're gone. <laughs> Gordon Hayward, come on in. Isaiah, I, I'm still keeping Isaiah no matter what happens. But damn, there's so many options, man. Why didn't Danny Ainge just trade this? This is, this is what Danny this deals is, with every single day yeah. of his life. Man. This summer is huge. This you is good. this this is. Did we just get way off track into the future? No, the the problem. <laughs> what do the Cavs I'll, have left in the tank? I'll wrap it with this. The 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 problem that everyone sees with Al Horford is like just that number, twenty nine to thirty million. Oh, but that's just the way the cap is going. That's just the way you know, like. Five years ago, yeah, I know. it would have been twenty million, right? Mm. So now it's thirty million because that's just—it's like I don't know a loaf of bread. Five years ago, it used to cost—I'm just guessing, <laughs> right? <laughs> Fucking a dollar, a dollar sixty-nine. Al Horford is a loaf of bread. That's <laughs> what we learned out of all this. A dollar sixty-nine, right now, a loaf of bread is like three dollars, no, right? No, that's just the way it is. That's just the times. That's it. That's yeah. it. Everyone's just focused on that number. Oh, he's thirty, but he's done averaging. Everyone expected him to be this like. 30-point score, 15 rebounds. guy. He's never been that guy. He's never been that guy. Yeah, but guys, you guys are sleeping on what we already have. I, th- I feel like even someone like Jay Crowder, and I know you guys may think I'm crazy here because I was projecting Crowder to be potentially a 16, maybe a 17-point scorer this year. Obviously, that's not the case. But I feel like when he is on, and he still has he still has a fucking ceiling above him. How old is Jay Crowder? 24? 25. Yeah. I mean, we forget that Jake Crowder could blossom into Hell a potential yeah. seven. He could be a number three option within a two or three years. And because Danny Age was so smart and signing him in that team friendly deal so long ago, they don't have to worry about him coming off the books within the next couple of years. So you have a couple of years to play with to play with uh, his development. Make sure that he's going to be one of your cornerstones. Whether let's say let, let's say let's say Gordon Hayward does come along. Either way, you're going to see Jake Crowder at the end of those games. Because he's Hayward's never going to be the kind of defender that Jay Crowder is, okay? And because Brad loves and, the small ball, man, right? Like and he loves the small ball, and the way the NBA is going, he could be a four. He's easily a four. He does it already. So I feel like Jay Crowder is someone. Look, I mean, look, look what he did in Brooklyn, right? We talked about it earlier. He was so crucial in Brooklyn. He was easily their best player, Amazing. and probably the reason why they didn't lose that game. And imagine if Jay Crowder doesn't go off in that game or doesn't find his offensive rhythm. We're talking about back-to-back losses to the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. This podcast wouldn't exist if that happened, man. We would just close up shop. I would just close it down. <laughs> Causeway 101 Studios would just be closed, man. It'd be hey, done. Sean, you hated the Brooklyn uh, Arena. Oh, that place was awful, man. Really? But you still had fun, though. But I'm surprised you hated so much. Ah, it was like I'm it's in a, different, but you were so against it. It's like it. I'm in a movie theater from the 1940s, man. It was awful. It's a brand new arena, though. <laughs> yeah. it's, the, it's the opposite of that. No, literally, you're know, only like three years old. You know how when you're up in like the from the outside, I feel like I was in Europe or something. Oh, like I'm gonna go see a soccer from game. the outside. I was like, oh, this place is gonna be fucking awesome. You walk in there, it's like you're in your fucking high school, fucking walking what? around the fucking janitor what, closet. What man. high school did you go to? What the hell? No, the like, places okay. you All right, all right. Rockland to answer your question. <laughs> Rockland, hi baby. Uh, no, be Rockland Academy, but no, this is what it is. When I used to. I used to get to school early and, you know, take a couple laps around the high school. And, like, that's what I Wait, felt like I was. you used to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you mean like. He was on the track team. You mean like you're just going to class or you went early and, like, ran laps? No, I didn't run laps. No, I, I would say, just I like. I never pictured Sean Ducha being that guy to show up an hour before class and just. No, I did. I, my dad, <laughs> go for a jog My dad had to go to work. Started, but my the dad sucker had to days. Go to <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad, can you drop me off at us? 
I'll be off at six. Just gonna run a few laps for a couple of hours. You know, get myself going on a Monday. Why, son? About to suck the day's good. That's why. <laughs> He's like, I don't get the reference, but all right, I'll drop you off at six. Suck away, son. <laughs> suck away. Uh, you know what? Not important. Not Go important. Go do what you do. But nah, you have fun in Brooklyn. You have fun in Brooklyn. It, you was I, love in Brooklyn. I did love Brooklyn. Afterwards, you went out. We paint the town red. Oh, from what I can remember, I got my second win. Going. I thought it was green. Did we go out with Sway? I thought did it was green. You didn't, you didn't paint the town green. Well, I painted the town. We did green. paint the town green. Actually, we were decked out in green. Uh, we had a Causey Street sign. We were repping. Outside the Barclays Center, it looks like freaking the best place in the entire world. And then you meet the security guards. Not too friendly. Oh, they were like busting our ball, man. We're decked out in Celtics gear, you know. Because you know the stigma. The Boston stigma is that we're like such diehards that we can't take a joke and that we're going to be. And it was like, all right, guys, we get it. Like, I didn't you know, take you... the joke very well. She was <laughs> like, she was like, beep. That's the stereotype. Beep. And I was like, they're still told boots. They're still told boots. Stop doing the boot. They're still told. She goes, what you got she's in like, there? What you got in like, there? What, what, like, what you hiding? I know. And I was like, why you keep going over my boots then? Let me in. Jesus Christ. And I'm there like, Sean, take it easy, man. Relax. <laughs> We're on vacation. Uh, but hell, we wouldn't have even had a chance to go there if it wasn't for SeatGeek, hooking us up with those tickets. Yeah, man. They, Geek, were, they were nice seats. They were so easy to get to. I mean, all you have to do is download the app, and it's like the easiest app to use. Uh, it helps you find the best seats at the best prices, too. What a great deal it was for us. And it's fully guaranteed, yeah. you know. They, you still uh, owe me money. What? I bought the hotel, man. That hotel. I bought the tickets. What are you Yo, talking man, about? No, no, no. You, you, got a, you got a great price on the tickets. I'm sitting here fucking booking hotels, $200 a piece. You're just like, hey, I buy these tickets. You didn't tell me about SeatGeek, and then there's, there's that. That's it. Saving money on the tickets, I got to buy the hotel. You know what, Sean? It's not my fault that SeatGeek does such a great job at finding some of the lowest prices that you can find. I know. And it's so easy to use. And if you use it today or tomorrow or whenever you hear this podcast, all you got to do is go to the settings tab, enter the keyword Causeway, and you can earn yourself a $20 rebate for your first purchase. Boom, Boom. shaka, laka, laka. All you got to do is just download the app. It is that easy. Uh, in just two taps, you can get yourself some of the cheapest tickets around, whether it's sports, concert, any type of ticket, SeatGeek has you covered. Uh, enter the promo code Causeway, get yourself a $20 rebate, and uh, make sure you download the SeatGeek app so you can get hooked up like Sean and I did. And uh, that this is why I owe Sean money, apparently, because I got such a great deal from oh, SeatGeek. Oh, yeah. You Holding that over my head, Sean. Money, mother. Holding that over my head. Yeah. All right, Joel, what did we miss? In case you missed it. In case you missed it, as of Friday, Celtics are uh, 46 and 26. One game behind the Cleveland Cavaliers with yeah. 10 games left. Yeah, we with all this already. debate, with all this debate about the NBA schedule and it being tough and teams resting players, the Cavs I definitely. I still think they win 53 games. By the way, that was my prediction. Okay, right, but the Cavs, you know, they're going to rest their players What's because it? you know we we said it earlier. We you know they don't. It doesn't matter to them what seed they get. You know, Bron Bron and all his All Star teammates are going to get. They're going to get rest. Especially when there's back-to-backs involved, Al Horford weighed in on the uh, on the conversation, stating that you know he's Dominican. Yeah, he is. He stated that. Yeah, he stated that he was Dominican, and he was like, "That's uh, how you know? start all his conversations." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm just happy to be here. I don't care how many games we play." He's like, "How old are they?" <laughs> he's like the complete opposite of our over. Like, oh, he never, know, he know, never brings that stuff up. He never brings it up. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, because he's, he's listening. Yeah, he is. 
What's up, Anna? What up? Oh, <laughs> I was trying to get on the podcast. By the way, yeah, we're gonna I'm get trying. her. All right, good. All right, yeah, let's right. do cool, it. Cool, cool. She's not responding to my text. I'm not. I'm not trying to slide in your DM, Anna. I'm, to, <laughs> I'm just trying to get trying you on the podcast. Trying to get you on the podcast. I'm the, I'm the king of that, man. I'll do it's it. Not a cover. She's like, I don't know right. if this Boston slang trying to get you on a podcast means some other motive you got going on. No, yeah, he said that the schedule's intense. Uh, he's always it's always been like that. It's just that finding ways to making the schedule more friendly, especially to a lot of these teams that have to travel all over the place and get on these crazy road trips. So, you know, the league has to find a way to figure that out. You know, to read more Al Horford quotes on this topic and Brad Stevens quotes, you can head to the causewaystreetblog.com. So pretty much my question is the Celtics, who really can't afford to rest any guys, mm. right? Why is this such an issue around the league all of a sudden this year when Pop has been doing this for like 10 years? Right. You know what I mean? You know what I think it is, Joel? And this is something I feel like it's, it's gone unnoticed because we just it, – it, just, it happens so fast, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what I'm saying is not not the actual resting guys. That's something, like you said, has been going on for a while. But what's happened so fast, especially this year, is the amount of televised games. Mm-hmm. You got TNT – now does the but players only they Monday two, nights. They have two games a night, two a- games a week. ABC, as if two games and uh, two nights double headers wasn't enough. They add a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, what is Sometimes that Sunday. NBA Saturday night. That's five nights. No wait, of wait. Basketball. Hold on, hold on. Look, I'm not complaining. No, but Don't ESPN, ESPN got the Wednesday and Friday nights. Sounds as well. like you're complaining. That's that's literally right. there's almost seven nights, seven nights of basketball. That's seven nights. The biggest reason. So like yeah. now you've you've closed the gap of. Uh, you know, the the chances that you're going to have to rest your guys. And it's like, okay, I can't rest my guy on Monday, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Look, I'm going to rest my guys regardless. So I don't give a shit if we're going to be on national TV. I'm resting my guys. And uh, one thing that Brad Stevens talked about was the fact that he's... He understands. Well, no, not only that he understands, but like, I know it's going to sound weird, but it's almost... He's almost fortunate that his players were injured earlier in the season. That's true, that's true. You're because right. now they're just chilling. Now yeah. they're, they're starting to find their yeah. stride. Like, like I said, their starting five was only play like what, like 30, well, and, 32, 33. And now they're up to 32, yeah. but like what? Two weeks ago, they were still in the 20s. That yeah. they never, that starting five had never played more be, than 25 games together. Let's be honest, too. The schedule allows Brad to rest uh, Isaiah Thomas for two straight games. He wasn't resting, he was injured. <laughs> <laughs> But right, that's the only case the of that. Fuck out of here. That's the only case that someone was that, that he rested someone because everyone else they, they were forced to rest them because they were injured. Well, like let's Al Horford missed like twelve don't games about because that he Suns got game, banged though. up. Don't forget about that Suns game. No Bradley and no Horford. That was a rest game. Mm, they were that still, was they were still rehabbing though. I don't know. They were they were being cautious. Well, maybe not. I know, but they were being cautious. Bradley, Bradley. It was a, it was his first. Bradley right. was a rest yeah. game, and then Horford had that phantom elbow injury oh, yeah. where he sat out two games mm-hmm. on the West Coast. Those they're resting games, man. It's not it's not going to make the big news like a LeBron left. It, no, 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 no. It's the middle of the season, not like right now where but, yeah, they're right. up for the playoffs. That was like but two Sean, weeks ago. But no, Sean, what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is my my point is that right those All Star break, those guys already got their rest throughout the season. Whereas right. teams like Cleveland and you know Golden State minus Durant, because he really is injured. San Antonio, right. they haven't gone through the injury quote unquote injury bug. Like the Celtics have, so that that rest is already gone. Now the Celtics are in full stride. Yeah, they got all those home games. They got ten games left. They're playing some of the best basketball we've seen Only all year. Only ten games left. Only ten games left. Everyone's healthy, and right now they're in a stride that allows them to play their guys because they've already gotten all the rest that they needed throughout mm. the first what seventy-two games of the season. So um, it's interesting because. From a fan, no, from his fans, this isn't gonna go away. No, I'm saying from from a fan's perspective, and NBA, that people who travel literally go to other states and other right, cities, but to like you know watch these like 
big matchups between like San Antonio you, and like Golden State, for example, right? Are you sympathetic to those guys? No, no, no. no, no. no, no. Zach, I, I want to hear Zach's take right, because right. I, I don't like. If you're such a diehard fan, you know how the NBA works, and it's like you know no, that that's sometimes bullshit. Though you don't think they're gonna do it on the but Warriors Sean, fucking Sean, Spurs you game. know what time of the year it is. You Nobody. know that you if you buy a ticket for late March or early April, you're not gonna see, you yeah, may not see. Was, LeBron James, I guess, but that you was only for the, for the Golden State San Antonio. That was only the second time San Antonio has seen Golden State since the beginning of the season. The, literally real. the first game of the season. But if we're talking about San Antonio, you already know the drill. You know that he but likes maybe, to sit his guys. I know, but so maybe. what are you not going to go to any Spurs games? You're a Spurs fan. You're just like, hey, they're in my city. <laughs> no, you're gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to go. Whatever. You're going to enjoy yourself. With, anyway. You're going to enjoy yourself without seeing your, your stars. What and then, and the people the, say like the schedule's too long. So yeah, the, but Ginobili's like 45, what man. Like, the, you, know, you think you think you're going to see Ginobili? You think you're going to see Tony Parker? I mean, you're not going to see those guys. You should know better. It's fucking pop. Pop doesn't fuck around. Like even that. if they show in the season, right? Sure. Where, where that, that's a that's a, an option, I guess. 60 games, 50 games, they're still going to find an excuse to rest their guys, yeah. these teams, especially ones contending. Zach, what do you think? Oh, yeah. I asked you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still here. Um, hey, Zach, what do you think? There's uh, there's two things on it. What about the players only? One, night? The players only. I don't know what that is. I, I wasn't invited to that one. No, it's, uh, the, it's, the, Monday it's mo- the Monday night. Play TNT. Ball. <laughs> yeah, play hate his ball. Um, there's, there's two things. There's, there's the local version of this, and then there's the national mm. brand of this whole entire thing for it's me. Two very different things. That's true. Locally, as a Boston fan, there's a reason we don't see it. It's because the team's not good enough. And I know people hate hearing that, but mm. the Celtics aren't good enough to They're do not something. They ain't good enough. They're not good enough. They need and, the number one seed. The number one, the Atlanta Hawks were the number one seed a couple of years ago. It doesn't mean shit. I was it just going to say the anything. record doesn't mean much. It means something to Boston fans because we haven't been there in a few years, and it's a mm-hmm. big deal for that. But you know what? Unless they make the Eastern Conference Finals, this season is yeah. exactly what but even Boston in the post in the post Paul Pierce era. But regardless, yeah. but even, even but regardless. Boston fans are a little worried about going to the playoffs. Even if they do go in as the number one seed, they're still like, uh, I don't know if they can get out of the second round. Uh, they uh, can lose in the first round. There's nothing guaranteed about this. Oh game. my god! But. <laughs> Go on. Go but anyway, on. we're another story for another day. But <laughs> there's the local version of that is the fact that we look at it and, you know, the Celtics aren't doing it because of, you know, the things that you guys mentioned. But the national part of this in, in, in the bigger picture, who are we talking about? There's three teams that are mm-hmm. making this entire conversation. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, those are the three teams everyone's picking to be in the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. So if it's the three best teams, it's kind of a thing where so it's the go, state of the NBA right so, now. So go see OKC. <laughs> go yeah, see well, yeah, you can see any, of the any other teams, sp- the right, the Anyone Clippers. that you don't think is going to win a title this year, go see them. They're probably not going to be resting any of their players. Toronto. Right. Doc's not going to rest these guys. No, they don't have the luxury of doing that. And no. it's the three best teams who are far and away the best teams. And I think it's a, it's a matter of fact of uh, where the NBA is right now. You have three teams that are dominating the league, mm. and they know that they can get away with doing this, and they don't care about the fact that well, if it's your first time or you know, you, you're know you traveling across the country to go see a game with their star players. It doesn't mean anything to Greg Popovich or Steve Kerr or Tyron Lue. They want to win a championship. Well, apparently it means a lot to Adam Silver, Silver though. Yeah. Say, Adam you, Silver was like, yeah, what do you think what he had to say? I, I thought that was a little... A little aggressive. That no, the owners, it's aggressive that, that, saying stop fucking around. That the owners and the GM should step well, in. The, oh, the, the one part it's... that I agree is that just give everyone a heads up, you know, because that that's his whole thing. Like, you know, let people know. Don't let them know an hour before tip off, which is usually the case, right? You don't. This really is that sometimes. Belichick syndrome, though. This is that Belichick yeah, syndrome, right? Like you're right. You're right. So and so open. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't give them any any in, input to what we're doing. Like, yo, if you're gonna fucking sit three quarters of your starting lineup. 
fucking say it a week in advance. So that but see, but, but, see, but it, big deal. In the NBA, it wasn't a big deal when San Antonio was doing it, though. No, it but wasn't now, a big deal. Now that, now that Cleveland was doing it. Antonio was doing it. Well, the biggest flaw was not When there was one team that was doing it, it was a. It, it actually, well, they got fined for doing it a no, couple years ago. Well, the yeah, biggest flaw in that argument is that the NBA doesn't work like that, though. The NBA. Brad Stevens not gonna say to himself, "Oh, like in a week from now, I wonder if uh, Al Horford's gonna be all right." <laughs> like they don't know until like nah, a day before tops, but you know. This is, this so you thing. can't really this give the them thing. a heads up. Your ABC, a week before your ABC, you negotiated this deal with the NBA to pay millions and millions and millions of dollars to play. Hey, you know what? We do this thing on Sunday nights. Let's double what we pay you. We want it two nights on the weekend. We want it Saturday night and Sunday night. Yeah. And you got then the all of a sudden, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, right. always forget the Friday one. <laughs> they're not gonna fucking play anybody on the fucking primetime games. Yeah, I'm sorry, but if I'm ABC, I'm going on. I'm going yeah. to Adam Silver and saying, yeah. "Fix this shit yeah. and fix it fucking now." The ratings, because the Patty Mills ain't drawing no fucking ratings. <laughs> All right? He did go off that night. He did go off, but guess what? He he. The only ratings he was getting was in fucking Sydney, Australia, man. Yeah, but if I'm yeah. Adam Silver, I'm gonna say, "Look, we got like, like three in the morning. We got marquee games six nights out of the week." And the, and ABC is like, guess what? Double-header. Guess what? Guess what? We paid extra money for this night. This is our marquee night. You want to put the Warriors and Spurs yeah, on our Saturday true. night, and you're not gonna make them fucking play for it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, well, shit. You better enjoy the Bulls versus the fucking Timberwolves or something. <laughs> so then, <laughs> I know. So then let's that's limit. Like, NBA TV had Demar Derozan and Jimmy Butler playing on the same night. <laughs> shit, throw the Pelicans in there. You guys <laughs> want to see how Boogie does in New Orleans? Put Seriously, them in there. Put them on there. So then, so should the NBA limit these back to backs? No, there's, I no think... there's normally this is normally when they no. This is the what players. the NBA needs to do. The NBA needs to chill the fuck out with that schedule. And Sean, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. How many times you throughout do the regular games? season we've been looking ahead, thinking who the hell made this schedule, having the stuff that's go from <laughs> I'll never forget this. I will I will bring this up years <laughs> from now. California down to Houston, back to Cali. Oh, tomorrow? Yeah, you're going to play all the way in Boston. Like, who does that? What kind of schedule is that? In one stretch, and Brad Stevens brought this up before the before the, 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 the Pacers game when he was first asked about this whole thing. He goes, yeah, well, we had a stretch where we played six games in nine days. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah if you're going to... Or you're five gonna, games and seven nights, yeah. If you're going like, you to expect out. everyone to play every single game, you add 10 days on to the season. That's it. Yeah, Ten days onto the season. That adds yeah. either start it early adds, or, or, or make it go in later into April. Month, two more rest days per month, which will then say, "Guess what, guys? If you're not injured, you better be playing this." Well, game. that's the reason why they have, they, the All Star break is ex- has been extended. It's like they get like ten days off. Well, why don't you get rid of the All Star break and play the All Star game at the end of the year? Then you have the World Baseball Classic and no one watches. Or the yeah. Pro Bowl. Who's the watching? Pro Bowl. Uh, By the way, the All-Star World game. Baseball Classic this pretty, year pretty good. Nailed <laughs> <laughs> it. That, that shit was fucking awesome to watch. This it was shit, classic, man. huh? It was probably <laughs> the most classic World Baseball Classic that I've ever seen. Nice. And, and USA like, came out edition? on top. USA came out on top, man. Paula's so mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what kills me about that that tournament is that it's the same teams every tournament. Every every tournament. 
Every you year. You don't have to play to qualify. You just automatically go. It's like, it's like, it's like, hey, I'm from, um, I'm from Sweden, and we've really been working on a baseball team. They're like, well, go to the Netherlands. Yeah, you, you better join the Italian team, motherfucker. They're like, you can't. You, none of you guys were born in the you Netherlands. You better go talk to them. Or, All the Central American teams, like, yo, we want to play baseball too. We're going to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> go try out. Get on the boat. Go, go try it out over there. You don't have to tell where you're Benito's from. Mexico's got a team. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Colombia's got a team. <laughs> like, Brazil's like, hey, we want to play baseball. They're like, go to Colombia. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, the, I feel like the Netherlands, are like, two weeks before the tournament, they're calling up people. All right, so you want to play for us or not? You were born where? Aruba? Be well, on that for a little bit. Come this way. You got this way. All right, what else we missed? All right. <laughs> Egypt? Yeah, we were there. Yeah. 1844. Left in 1845, bud. <laughs> I think we still got claim still, on you. It's, it's good. Uh, in case you missed it, did you guys know that Kevin Garnett could have been a member of the Golden State Warriors back in 2007? I remember uh, that. What? No. for Steph yeah. Curry? <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. According to Chris Mullen, who was the GM at the time, in 2007, after they knocked out the Mavericks, you know, they were the AFC, so they knocked out the Mavericks, who were the, the number one seed. I think they, they hit close to 70 games that yeah, yeah it was like 66 that was a great, yes. games. oh yeah yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, they, they the upset yeah. Davis, the, the year Jackson, the year that, yeah the year that, that yeah, Dirk it's a good team Dirk uh, won the MVP that year <laughs> Troy <believe>. Murphy <laughs> Troy Murphy <laughs> no I like that team that was, that was a good squad that was a good squad so that summer they're like shit we can add Kevin Garnett that'd be good that'd be good right so a trade was in place between three teams other than the Warriors obviously it was the Bobcats and on, with the Bobcats, him, the Bobcats and the Timberwolves. So the Bobcats, Jason Richardson would have went to the Bobcats. Oh, I wanted to try to predict it, <laughs> which he ended up doing, right? Go ahead. Yeah, well, that was did. later yeah. on. Yeah, Jason Jason Richardson would have went to the Bobcats. Jay Rich, Minnesota would have like got a bunch of good squad. Yeah, Minnesota like would have got a bunch of picks between uh, the Those Warriors and the Bobcats, the and obviously KG would have been a member of the Warriors. So at that time, the owner got cold feet. Wait, who did the Warriors give up? Richardson? Richardson and some picks. Wow. Why would you, why would you <laughs> not do that? That would have been easy. Meanwhile, uh, Danny gave up half his Chris, team. Chris Conan, who was the owner at the time, got cold feet. O'Brien? No, no. His <laughs> name is Chris. Shut up. Last name Conan. <laughs> Stop oh. talking. <laughs> you got cold feet? Chris yes, Conan the deal, the, deal, the deal didn't go <laughs> through. You know, obviously, KG was ready to waive his no-trade clause to go somewhere. Oh, to go there, he was, he was he was down. He was down for the cause. I don't believe that. Imagine Kevin McHale had to like convince him to go to Boston. Never Imagine mind. if we lost out to the well, Warriors. I mean, look at this time. He was cool with he was cool with Baron Darius at the We'd time. We have Steph Curry. Well, right what now. about the Phoenix deal? He was cool. What was that proposed deal? That I don't I don't I don't have that down. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was a rumor deal. That that, that was a rumor deal. I thought that, he was that going was to Phoenix. Option if that he didn't want to go to Boston. Yeah, I was pretty sure he was going to Phoenix because that year. Phoenix obviously they were stacked that year. Yeah, that trade would have been that trade would have been a thousand times worse. What to Phoenix? Because what did Minnesota get out of that deal? Oh, what? from Minnesota. From Minnesota. Yeah. yeah oh, you talking about if he had gone to the Warriors? He would have got a yeah, handful, handful, handful of first rounders from uh, the, the Bobcats and we got the Steph Curry pick. The Bobcats and uh, and the Warriors significantly lower in the draft though. Mm-hmm. They probably they wouldn't would have drafted. That would have been such a. They're going to do it for picks. They probably wouldn't have drafted Steph Curry. Well, they would have been picking. I mean, that's what that's what he said. It was the was the bulk of it. He didn't mention anybody any other any other names. I mean, I. I really feel like Chris Mullen is just a... What the hell are the Bobcats thinking? Jason Richardson? He was good, but he wasn't that good. Nah, <laughs> Chris, why are you even bringing this up? Jason Richardson. <laughs> Chris Jason Mullen, why are you... Yeah. Well, we all know what happened. What happened? <laughs> Celtics got their 17th championship. And now, oh, the yeah. NBA is obsessed with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. 
Yeah, because of KG coming to the Celtics. Because one day he was like, I want some PB&J, and it's caught on ever since. So, That's the ritual. Yeah. So no title for the Celtics if he didn't come here, and no PB&J craze in the NBA if he had gone to the Warriors. Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In case you missed it, I'm only bringing up this story because I don't know, for whatever reason, it caught on virally during this, this past week. But Rondo is setting up a 10-year reunion of the uh, oh, 2008 yeah. Celtics. Dying to hear your take on this. The championship team this summer. But that? one guy, Rondo. But one guy, apparently, mm. is not invited. Mm. That's uh, Scott Pollard. That's uh, Sean's boy, Ray Ray. Now, obviously, this is like- they have no love lost between those. There's no love lost between those two guys, right? Is there any surprise that these two don't like each other, right? Better question. Is there a surprise that former teammates of Ray Ray... They don't, don't even want him to be there as well. It's not just Rondo. Yeah, but how's Rondo going to speak on those guys? You know, like, yeah, I don't well, know. This is like, well, hold on. Let me finish. Like let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Hold on. Just let me finish. School, let me finish, man. right? This dude, this dude hasn't spoken to any of his ex-teammates since he left, since he, when he took his talents to South Beach. He's spoken to Paul. No, he hasn't. Paul said he hasn't. He hasn't spoken to him. No, Paul Paul said he spoke to him after the title, after they won a match. Yeah. Oh, he just said congratulations, but he didn't respond yeah. to him. He sent them a text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sent them a text and he didn't respond. He didn't respond to the text saying, you know, fuck, someone congratulates you, you're going to respond? Is this, is this? Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Then you can say whatever you got to say afterwards, right? This is not a Celtics they, thing. I think they this is a Rondo they thing, did. all right? So even if he did get invited, would he show up anyways? Uh, all right, serious question. Who invites him? That's what I'm saying. If Rondo is setting this up and he's setting and sending out the invites. He's not ever. If, he's, if he invites, you just assuming that. I'm just saying, if he were to send out the invite to everybody, including douchebag you would he have even gone no no Joe. do you think he would have won i don't think so they had beef when they were on the team together. uh if everyone did it if everyone everybody maybe. was going he can't even find like pj brown he's, he's got to like yeah he's gonna like ask, he's his, wife. ask his wife he's gotta send him a letter <laughs> yeah he's got literally see, a letter you see, yeah, you, you, know see you see scott you paul's tweet you know what i'm yeah. gonna make this he goes, he goes apparently i'm not i wasn't invited either <laughs> who was this it was scott paul oh, scott paul i'm gonna make this i'm gonna make this <laughs> people forgot he was on the squad was was like, shit. before was the game i said i saw scott in the cafeteria i go yo so you going to that ronald thing he goes yeah man i was invited he said yeah he said it on the air oh he did it during halftime he was like he goes I'm not the one in charge, but you best to believe I'm ready to go this summer. Whatever so, we so, go. So I, so I, so I tell Scott, so, so what happened with Scott Pollard, man? He goes, yo, yo, that was crazy. I can't believe he did that. <laughs> I can't believe he put those tweets out. That was insane. <laughs> he goes, what was that about? All right, Sean, go ahead. Before. All right, Gabe Pruitt is going to too. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Gabe Pruitt better be invited. <laughs> Gabe Pruitt is getting everyone's emails together. I just feel like, I just feel like Rondo is, is like, Gabe Pruitt probably as qualified as Gabe Pruitt to run. Like if Gabe Pruitt was like, "Hey, we're gonna have a ten year Celtics reunion," be like, "Come on, man, he's a starting point guard." I know he wasn't Rondo yet when they won the title, but come on, he's a starting point guard. He wasn't Rondo yet when they won the title. When they run the title, Rondo wasn't Rondo. So you make it sound if like Ray Allen wanted to store a ten year anniversary, or if PJ oh, Brown no, no, no. or an Eddie House or whoever. Leon Poe, I don't care. They want to throw a 10-year so anniversary. So what's the difference between him and I Eddie House? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they would have invited what Scott, what Scott Pollard. Pollard was the, bottom, the bottom line, the, what I got from what this, Scott is throwing? that they're still cool with each other. They keep in contact. They hang out. And this is just another reason to go hang out. You know why and, Scott, and, plus, and plus adding Brian Scalabrini. You know why, you know why Scott Pollard didn't like get that. invited? Because he went to on Survivor. Yeah. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he did. 
Yeah, and he was an <laughs> asshole, girl, man. My girlfriend watches it, and I was like, she had it on. I was like, is that, is that Scott Pollard? She was like, oh, no, yeah, it's uh, Scott. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's, He was a former Scott NBA Pollard. player. I'm like, yo, that dude played for the Celtics. She was like, really? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Barely, but he <laughs> yeah. was on that squad. I'm a big Survivor fan. You don't remember him being on there? No, I, that's, that's why, why I brought, he brought it up. up. <laughs> you think I'm fucking stupid? Want to make sure you would pay attention to yourself? No, nah, man. The only person that should be running that 10-year anniversary, and, and I really hope this happens, is Rondo runs it, and like four people show up, and they're like, oh, I thought everybody was coming, and Scal just feels like an idiot. You don't go to a 10-year anniversary for that championship if, if you're not invited by Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, or Doc Rivers. What if they don't, or Ray Allen. What if they don't want to run it? If they don't want to run it, then there's no 10-year anniversary. It's pretty anniversary. much just a vacation. That's all it is. It's not like a, a, an actual reunion. It's just a vacation between... Nope. Between former teammates and good pals. That's how no. I look at it. Nope. Okay. I don't All look right. at it that way because if you're not going to invite everyone on the team, then don't call it a 10-year anniversary. All right. So then you just said if Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett are not the ones running it, no, it shouldn't be. They, shouldn't they would invite okay. everybody. But what if they don't? You, you would be cool with that though, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. But Rondo can't decide. Oh, the kettle black. All right. Uh. <laughs> no, but Rondo can't just decide like, hey, I was just studying point guard, so I'm not going to invite Ray Allen because I had a beef with you after we won the but championship. But if Paul Pierce says, don't invite, don't invite this dude. If Paul, Paul Pierce? Pierce is running the, the vac- what, what the fuck are they doing again? It's a vacation pretty All much. Right, whatever. If Paul Pierce is running the 10th anniversary party and he doesn't want to ver- invite Ray Allen, then I'd be cool with that. But... But if he says... I bet you that Paul Pierce will not go because he didn't invite Rayon. I bet you it's going to be Scal. It's going to be... Then you haven't been listening to Paul Pierce lately and, his, and every time that no, he's asked no, about that team. No, That him, Rondo, and Kevin Garnett went everywhere together. And this dude was always in his own world. Right, but I they think... I think that they are... Uh, they like last summer. Remember that they picture still, they posted? They still understand. They still understand that like, if you're doing a 10th anniversary, you have to invite your third best player on a team, man. Like, Get the fuck out of here. There was a big three. The big three was Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce. When they I won the championship, that. that was the big three. But if so you can't member, have a 10th anniversary okay, without, third, without inviting him. If your third member hasn't spoken to if you he's in not five gonna years. Come, if he's not going to come, that's a different story. But Sean, this isn't a team function. You yeah, know what I mean? This isn't the Southern Southern organizing this. Not, it is a team function. If you're going to call it a 10-year anniversary. This is organization. This is not a Southern. This is Rondo's calling you to make the stir the pot. That's all it is. That's why he's calling you. That's why I'm saying, Paul Pierce. This is a bunch of his friends wanting to go on vacation. And he wants to host it. If this was a Celtics organization run event, then that would be that'd plus, be fucked up. Plus, that'd be fucked up because regardless of how you feel about Ray Allen, if you're if you're the Celtics, you have to invite him. Obviously, yeah, but, if, but that's not the case. But, and, if, and if you're Paul, and if you're Paul Pierce, if you're Paul Pierce, do you really want <laughs> Sean sent the selfies with him and Rondo? <laughs> do you really want to be the face <laughs> on a beach somewhere? Do you really want to be the face of this where they're like, "Well, how come this dude is not getting invited?" And, and, and Paul's got to explain himself everywhere he goes, like, "Because I don't want to invite the dude. You know, he doesn't want he doesn't want that heat." That's what I think. You know, Leon. Ron doesn't give a shit. Ron give a fuck. So you know, like, I'll Leon, take the heat. Fuck it. Leon Poe's already gone to Wick Grossbeck and been like, I thought I was the face. Well, Leon got invited of the Celtics franchise now. <laughs> Big Pal. Baby got invited. Pow. Baby. <laughs> this, in case you missed it, mm. is brought to you by CLNS Radio. When Apple. you want the best, make sure you download the CLNS Radio app on your iPhone and Android. 
to listen to the best Boston sports coverage hey. on the net. Let's listen to the Cosby <laughs> Sheet podcast on there. Uh, shout out to our like our like our super fan right now. Damn, George was, Harrison George from the Beatles. Ha- yes, yes. <laughs> that was a good look. So who start? Is that a uh, is that the new Twitter trend or something? The top five podcasts. I guess that's the topic of the day because top it was five, it was trending. Five, it was like top five favorite podcasts, and this guy did his top five. It was like early too this morning, and he put us. I know, right? He's like, I can't wait to do this. He woke <laughs> up early in the morning, and was like Cosby. No, but no, man, that's dope. He put us at the top of the list. I'm like, man. I mean, obviously, it was a little biased. It was all Celtics podcast, but either way. Well, I think, I, think that's, that. I think that he was getting at it. it was I think, I think that's our uh, target audience, so I guess it works. I mean, we suck. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> and we're still number one. That's, that's good. not true. Nah, we're good. We've come we're a long good. way. We have come a long way. We got microphones down and shit. <laughs> we're not just fucking talking. We're not sharing one mic. on the yeah. beach. I mean, other other than other than the CLNS radio app where you can listen to the podcast, you're not already listening on there. CLNS. We are available on all podcast outlets, including iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure to rate us on iTunes. Don't even fuck with me, though. That's a catchy fucking. That's just it. That's just it. That's why I had you do it. I wonder if George rated us. I hope he did. He probably rated us on iTunes. It really helps, George. Big up to you. Yeah, go on iTunes and just type in the fact that. We're the best. Yo, and big up big up to Sway real quick before I forget. He is Little John's new best friend now. <laughs> oh! We don't we caught Little John over the weekend and then lo and behold, you know, Sway disappears. Oh, oh no, I saw He's him. up on stage spraying everybody <laughs> with champagne. Like what the hell? I'm trying oh, to. No, fuck you out on this. Little John. So not only did Little John Shout we're celebrating Joel's birthday, by the way. Shout out, shout out to the whole reason we're out. Shout out to Royale. Royale. That's a great place. You guys should go there. Yeah, we were celebrating Joel's birthday. Just uh, the, the day Royale after. Sucks. Have you ever done this before? Have you ever had the fucking spray champagne? Um, I. It is not as easy. I know. As a know it's the easiest like goddamn in thing in the world. Yes, it is. You put your thumb on the thing, and you shake it up, and then all of a sudden you let. Yeah, your but you see how big that bottle was? It was like ten times the normal size bottle. Shit was half my size. Okay. Fucking thing was huge. Yeah, fucked up. With some heavy ass, heavy ass glass, guys. This is a little John bottle. This wasn't some fucking little right. Moet that you get at the fucking liquor store for twenty bucks. Oh no, 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 no! That would make even a bigger explosion out of the shaking up. You just push it down no, on the top man, because you gotta, like, you gotta like get a splashing. You can't just like go like this and. Uh, uh, it sounds, uh, it, eventually, I got it though. No, eventually, I got it. Yeah, because I think. Also when you first started, he did. He did chuck some of it first. Sway, that's why. That's Sway, what it was. Sway chugged it, and he was like, and I was like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just like. And then little like, John was like, shake that like, shit. Like, <laughs> shaking up and down, and just basically dumping it on the stage, and the whole crowd goes quiet. And I was like, put your thumb on the top of it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Sway's just like. Oh, I'll put my thumb on the top. Shake it up. Yeah, Turn down for what? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a pretty good show, though. It was. Shout out to Little John. Shout and out to Little John. You can follow. You can you can view the picture with Sway and Little John on his Instagram. I'm gonna say we should put it on Causeway Street after this. I got the we video, and you can rate. We you will. can rate. No, the video is is uh, is your, champagne. Your spray. video is better because when you send it to me, it comes out all greeny and stuff. Yeah, so it, looks like, yours. it looks like you looked like you recorded on a flip phone. Yeah, when I saw it, <laughs> reminded me of my. I have a flip phone. Oh, okay. Then that's why it happened on, on his razor. My razor. Thank you. Remind me. Remind me when to have my razor record video back that was in just 06. useless. Turn down for Patty Mills. <laughs> Turn down for Jr. Smith. <laughs> no, if you guys ever Turn down for Andre Godala. Matt Bonner. Any any listeners out there? The big champagne bottle. It is not as easy as it looks. 
Yeah, it is because so I'm gonna. Bring, I would have gone I'm, out I'm there. Gonna bring, you know what? Next week I'm gonna bring a fucking. All uh, right, if you let's, I I swear on the God. fly on the fly, Sean. One, I didn't 100%. know. I wasn't going into the concert thing. I'm like, I'm gonna shake a bottle oh, today. Oh, oh so when, when <laughs> he didn't get to prepare himself. When you yeah. were when you when you were saying, "Hey, little John, pick me." He did pick you out of the crowd. Yeah, like, he randomly was just like, "You come me out of the crowd because do for that." He was like, "This guy looks cool." Oh, you know what? Spanish. I want you to. What? <laughs> it doesn't do with anything. As you immediately got to say, she was like, if it's little Pablo. Yeah, he called me Pablo. <laughs> he right. called me Pablo. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. He was definitely, definitely looking for a Spanish dude. He was like, well, I'm just going to call Pablo. Well, Sean, I was right next to Paul, actually. Your girlfriend. <laughs> I was the last person, literally, when he when he was looking at me to pick me up, I was like, all right, he's not talking to me. I look over, and then like he's looking right at me. I'm like, you don't want any of these girls on the left or right of me? He's like... I can't call them Pablo. He's like, Andale Pablo, up here right now. Arriba, arriba, let's go. I'll never forget, though, when you were done on stage. I was just trying to chill. When you were done on stage. I was like, trying to post. I was looking at oh, yeah, the security like, was like, you gotta go. I was yeah. like, Sway's about to get kicked out. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, so I was like, the, the, the security was like, like, give me that bottle. Get the fuck I have out of here. I have to keep an eye on where Sway actually goes right now. I got you on the left. Don't worry. I'll get the crowd pumped up. Uh, no, I was like, you know, I'm trying to be the hype man. I, I he was like, good job, Pablo. I just envisioned like, like little John, like on, like spraying the crowd with the champagne. And then all of a sudden, Sway just pops on the DJ tables. He's just like, <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick. Yeah, he's got headphones on. He's like, yeah. I was like, little John, just, little John like, just loses his shit. What are you Friday? fucking doing, Pablo? <laughs> and Sway's just like, turn down for. Little John. <laughs> Turn down for Pablo. <laughs> and that's it for In Case You Missed It. Oh. Zach, once again, thanks for blessing Bob, the Bob. mic. The mic that you brought. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> as, our fourth, as our fourth host. Where can they find you on the interwebs? At... Z-A-P Sports 508 or Zap Sports 508 or at OTW Sports Radio. Turn down for Off the Wagon. Lil <laughs> John's the man. You guys no, don't even know about Lil John. He's a DJ now. Come on, man. What are you expecting? He was killing it. He killed it. I, I thought it was, it was better than I thought it would be. But yeah, forget it. Press play, you know, say motherfucker, and then put no, but he, he makes like, yo, but he makes those beats dreads. though. He makes those beats. He doesn't, he's not all in all, it's a jam packed weekend though. From yeah. Brooklyn, to yeah. go see Lil John the next yeah. night. Fuck Royale, really but great show. Yeah, Brooklyn was fun. We should we got to go we back and make it a two night. <laughs> now people are gonna think that we did something illegal. Yeah, we didn't do anything. We did illegal. Nothing like that. <laughs> Killed the hooker. But like our hotel was right next to this like abandoned basketball court that was all fenced in. It was all chained up. And I was like, if I lived here, I would play basketball in here all the time. But like, <laughs> it was one of those things where like there was mad like children painted on the wall. Like, what was that thing that I was laying shit? on? I was like, looking at the stars. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, I had a moment. All of a sudden, it's like four o'clock in the morning. I'm like where's Sway? Just look up the street. Brooklyn Nights, man. And he's just on a barrier, sleeping. <laughs> I wasn't sleeping. I was chilling. No, he was I mean, soaking it all. Oh, actually, you probably wasn't sleeping because I go. I was looking at the stars. Oh, Sway, what the fuck are you doing? He I was goes, like, what? Hey, hey, hey. I was like, I was looking up at uh, Ursa Major here. By the way, the Big Dipper. By the <laughs> way, went into the Holiday Inn where we stayed at. What you doing in the Holiday Inn? Grabbed a Snickers ice cream bar oh, and um, some type of ice cream thing. It was the uh, it was like Never the bites. Got charged for it. 
Well, you go. Should have grabbed 40 Snickers bars. <laughs> <laughs> then you probably would have noticed. I will tell you one thing. That one Snickers bar was not as satisfying as I thought it would be. Nice. So, guys, when you go to Brooklyn, get more than one ice cream Snickers bar. And bump some Biggie on the way. Yeah, we did. But yeah, we did that. We also got lost. But anyway, so we can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, another, <laughs> another episode. All right, this is going to do it for this episode of the Causey Street Podcast. Uh, as usual, check us out on CausewayStreetBlog.com. Plenty of content uh, as we as we turn into what the last 10 games of the regular season. Follow us Here on, we go. on Twitter. Yeah, conversation never, Twitter. never ends. And uh, every other single social media platform. Top five, top five, top five. <laughs> oh, shout out real quick to the homie and... Our cousin, me and Sway's cousin, Marvin, officially became a U.S. Oh, citizen. Oh, that's right. Whoop, whoop. That's Marvin. a big fuck you to you know who. We the people. Trump. <laughs> the, the, the Dave Chappelle stand-up. We should do that soon. Right now. Right now. <laughs> All right. Right now. All right. We'll Trust we'll, the after show when we talk about this. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in the next episode. Before we out of here. All right. Later. Peace.